Thanks for checking out and tuning in to At the Table with Paul and Brandon. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we really hope you enjoy today's show. So I had an interesting day today already. Um, my wife was going to a funeral for her great aunt. Um, and it's pouring down rain on the day of the funeral here. And so she ends up getting to the church. And uh, the church is a very small country church out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, over near, uh, if you're local, over near New Hill Nuclear Power Plant area. So um, church has a small paved parking lot. And then across the street from the church, there's a grassy field, which today was a muddy field. (laughs) And that's where the overflow parking for the church is. Obviously, they have like a little bit of gravel and a drive that goes in right down the middle, but onto the right and to the left of that gravel, of that gravel, man, it's just... It's just a, a a muddy, horrific mess on any. I mean, I'm imagining people get stuck there all the time mm-hmm. because as wet as it was today, <laughs> right? Um, and so my wife gets stuck. She lets me know, hey, I'm stuck at the funeral. So I head over there, stop by Agri Supply, grab me some rubber boots, uh, cheapest rubber boots I can get because I'm not messing up my brand new uh, Vans. They were very I'm, nice. I'm not doing that. Yeah, they're very nice. Yeah. So um, anyway. I get over. By the time I get over there, uh, these young guys had driven by and saw that my wife was stuck. Mm-hmm. Now, take him. All these people were at the funeral. There's a lot of people at the funeral, and people that were driving by my wife in four-wheel drive vehicles to get out of this muddy mess, and they just left my wife there, which is interesting to me in and of itself. Because they obviously um, could notice she was stuck too. They were obviously saw she was stuck. Mm-hmm. They had to actually drive around her because she had blocked some of them in. Right. But they all kind of got out around her and just left her there. Right. You know, um, which is it's okay, it's fine. Um, and so, but these young guys had driven by high school kids, and uh, just stopped, and they they had done that right before I got there, and they said we we got everything we need to get you out. We'll be back in a minute. And so by the time I got there, they're pulling back in in a four wheel drive truck. Uh, and they had some chains. They were like, we will try it with this. If this don't work, we got a tractor. I was like, okay, we're getting around. Yeah, right, right. And so sure enough, I get them to back mm-hmm. up and uh, we were able to pull her back a little bit to where I could then drive it out, mm-hmm. you know? And so with the truck and the chain that they had. Um, and we tried to pay them. They didn't want any money. They just had a blast helping, right? Just the generosity in their heart was overflowing. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about that on my way back. I'm like, my all what is the difference between those guys and all the people that rode by and didn't help my wife? Mm-hmm. Um, my father-in-law had stayed and waited, but he's got a small vehicle that's not pulling her out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he couldn't do anything but just wait with her, but he mm-hmm. was there. But all these other people just left. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it about a person that makes them, because these guys weren't at the funeral. They mm-hmm. were just driving by. Mm-hmm. What is it in a person that makes them stop, take notice, and take action? I have a lot to say about this. Okay. All right. Um, I think this is a fantastic topic. Um, I feel that generosity, this is this is what I mean when I try to explain, and I know it's difficult for us because whenever we talk about de- generosity, especially in our profession, people are always going to talk about trying to get their money and talk about right. this money, right? Yeah. And I understand, like, you know, the church, is, the church runs and operates by the other people's generosity by our collective generosity right, right. That by the income that we make bringing it and saying that hey this is a worthwhile cause i'm going to give a portion for this work yeah that's fine and we yeah. tell people we appreciate that and, we, and it, that is generosity yes but i think that we get caught up on that and then we lose this we lose to me you 
you give if you can get if you can understand generosity in a whole, then then like money is so secondary. Like it's such a small it's it's a it's a it's a rudimentary thing. Yeah. I, I have three boys, as you know, and I'm always talking to them about, man, I I wanna go deeper with you guys in some areas, but like there are some areas where you still are just stuck on the first step. Mm-hmm. And like that first step sometimes seems big until you can understand the complexity of, of just the the whole process. Right. And I feel like generosity when it comes to money for a lot of us is so big because we don't really have a good relationship or, or understanding of, of money or just stuff. And so like that's a big first step, but it's just a step. It's a really small in the generosity pipeline. Right. I so that's number one. So I like the idea of generosity. Number two, I believe that generosity is twofold. I believe that certain people have different propensities to different character traits. And so I think there are more generous people who are just born. Like they have a more giving heart. They have a more altruistic type of personality. I think that I think that is something that you can just have that you sometimes just might be bent towards. Okay. But I but I but I also believe that hundred percent it has to be taught. That like so I'm not trying to talk about both about Nick. I'm I'm saying that I believe that some people might be more sensitive and more aware, but I believe that everybody has to be taught. You you we all no one has to learn to take care of themselves. Mm. No one has to learn to look after me, myself, and I. Right, mine, right. mine, my yep. grandpa. You heard right. that before. My right. my, oh, yeah. my 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 dash. Right. Yeah. You have you have a granddaughter. Right. You you have to teach her to be more open handed than yep. you do clothes. Right. And so I feel like those young men. Man, as as a dad, that's what I want my boys me to do. Right. Because number one, there's 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 a lot of things that that happen in this in this in this scenario. They're they obviously have been taught to be generous. They've been taught to be grace. They've been taught to look to help to give a helping hand. Mm -hmm. Number two, they were looking for that. Right. Like they they were out about and something about them they were able to catch that eye because other people were just in a place where we hey we all gotta be family we all gotta be together we all gotta look after you not done funerals right so they they, those people just heard the community and loving speech and they went right pat they walked right out you know it's just like the it's just like the 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 the, uh the holy man who who walked past the good samaritan you know like they they stepped over him right you know he's he's leaving the temple and he leaves and so those people weren't looking for that. So number one, I think being generous, you you look for opportunities. Like it's something that you learn mm-hmm. and they look for. It. And then what was it? They were happy because they were looking for an opportunity to serve. Mm-hmm. Like they they had the chains, they had the equipment. And to them, what good is to have this equipment to pull if we can't ever get to use it? Yeah. And so the the funny thing about when you're being a generous person is that when you're generosity looks for ways to be generous mm. like general like it's what we talked about before like there's no point in having a gift and leaving it there like a gift needs to be given and generosity just sitting on the shelf I mean, i'm a very generous person but you never have plenty forth in the action it makes no sense so those those young men were looking and aware of a need and they wanted to be generous and i and i think that the reason why some people are and some people aren't number one it's not taught um, number one, it's not a discipline that's trained. And a lot of times because of that, people aren't actually looking for ways to be generous. Yeah, I think generosity comes from uh, a genuine compassion for others mm-hmm. and a selflessness. And I think people, I think you're right. I think people are, some people are natu- more naturally uh, 
gifted in that area and more naturally called in that area. But we both know that horrible circumstances can kill compassion every time. Like you can, you can, you can beat compassion out of a young kid. Yes, you can. And to the point where oh, they, yes. they, they just become something else. Um, so it's, it's nice to see where people who have a natural leaning in that direction have been fostered. Yes. And they've been encouraged Correct. along the way Correct. to, to, to live into that, yes. you know? Um, and the other thing I was noticing about these young guys, cause they were probably, I don't know, 18, 19 years old. Um, they were, they operated with deference to me. It wasn't just like, they didn't come up there puffed out, taking over, whatever. Like they recognize my wife, my car. And so there's, there's something for the way, like he was, he was like, what do you think? What do you think? We just, we will kind of wrap, wrap the chain this way. Or what do you think about that? You know, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm obviously like, I'm, I'm appreciative of, of that. Like, and I think that, that just all flows from that sense of I'm here to help. Right. I'm not here to take over. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to to dominate. I'm not here for my own glory. I'm just here to simply help. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that that in our culture today is extremely unique. I mean, even in a country rural setting where that's typically what happens, people kind of take care of each other. Of course, you know, true. yes. Um, and this was like kind of out in the middle of nowhere, so it's kind of one of those those communities. But um, like you were saying, I mean, I was a little flabbergasted when I got there. And the only person from that funeral that had stayed with my wife was my father-in-law. And and this was family. That that, that to me was, I was a little bit like, really? That's what? almost like a... And I, I know there was a graveside afterwards, but but still. <laughs> I mean, it's you couldn't ask for a better sermon illustration. Yes. And and honestly, the, the lady that they were burying, uh, my wife's great aunt Evelyn, uh, she would have been the type of person that she would have gone home and cause she was a farmer. She farmed. She, her husband worked and she farmed. She would have had the she, tools. She would have yeah. gone home and she would have got a tractor and she would have pulled my wife out and she would have skipped the, the, the graveside. And that to me is like, okay, well you, you guys didn't really know Evelyn. Like Evelyn was like the one of the most compassionate giving people I've ever met in my life. So you know, funny. And, and like, you're just sitting there honoring her life and you're, you're just going to walk out and drive off and, and drive around my wife's car to, to get out and not like, not help. I, I don't, or not at least try to offer some kind of encouragement, help, or something. There was enough people. There were enough resources. They could have got my wife out. I guess is what I'm saying. More and than it, likely. And it took these young guys um, to just stop, take notice, and then take action. And I was just, um, I don't know. You and I were talking earlier too about um, the gener- generosity. And, and you know, we had a, our youth pastor Logan preach this past Sunday. He did a phenomenal job. And one of the things he talked about in this new year was let's try to be more generous. Yep. Let's try, let's try to work on generosity. And he talked about, um, you know, when you're giving a tip, like giving a tip yes. to a waiter or yes. waitress, you know, yes. and we've all had those situations. You just talked about one where, um, <laughs> we, we've had a bad experience in a restaurant and sometimes we've had a bad experience with a waiter or a waitress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the tendency in that moment is to operate, in a punitive way, correct. Instead of operating in a generous, right? Way. You have not earned anything. You have extra. not earned anything right. extra, yes. and so I'm mad that I even got to pay your salary. You know, yeah, whatever. That whole system <laughs> makes me mad. Yeah, and so you you've mm-hmm. like given me bad service, yes. or my food was cold, and so I'm gonna take it out on you. Correct. As opposed <laughs> to saying, no, well, look, I'm I'm just gonna be generous, even just to be generous, and, mm-hmm. I, and I've done that many times, and my, my wife has. Like she questioned me some other why did you lose such a big tip? Well, they it just seemed like they needed some encouragement today, you know, or something. Like you just, I just want to um, go out of my way if I can 
to be generous, to stop, take notice, and take action. And I think as as followers of Christ, I don't know if these young guys were, were Jesus followers. I don't. I have no idea. But the the truth is that there was a lot of Jesus followers that left my wife today in in a stuck situation, and that to me is I think the church at large needs to become more generous, needs to figure out more ways to be more of a blessing to more people in our community and beyond. Yes, you're right. When we talk about generosity as church leaders, people automatically think offering. Mm -hmm. They automatically think giving Mm -hmm. uh, to support the work of the church. And that's important. Mm -hmm. You and I hate that we have to talk about it. Mm -hmm. We literally hate that we have to encourage people, challenge people, and push people Mm -hmm. in some ways to give to the work of the church. Mm -hmm. We hope, we would think it would be automatic, but Mm -hmm. it's not. And Mm -hmm. I understand why. Uh, money is one of the hardest things for people to give up. A lot, a lot of times, people come to faith, and when they come to faith, they're living beyond their means already. 100%. So they don't have any, they don't have any, they don't have any margin. There's no extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so right. I think that's the other side mm-hmm. of it is to to try to create margin in your mm-hmm. life to where you can be generous. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Richard Swenson wrote a book called Margin, and the idea in that is to live yep. with a with a margin in finances and time and resources everything. and everything. Yeah. So that when Such you when you identify a need, then you can respond mm-hmm. and you can take action. These young guys, I don't know what they had going on today. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what was going on in their life that they either gave up what what they would have been doing if they hadn't been coming in to help my wife. Mm-hmm. But they gave up something. Mm-hmm. There was something they were going to go do. Um, and so to me, to being able to they had enough margin and they were willing to sacrifice something they wanted to do and time that they wanted to spend in order to come and help. And I just think that was amazing to me. Yeah, I, I just, I love this. I love this conversation because it's so multifaceted. Number one, you think about what you said before. I've used a lot of numbers today, but, but going back to what you said about being country yeah. and kind of rule. Yeah. Think about that just in historical context, right? Mm-hmm. Those rural farm communities were the last throwbacks, I mean, 50 years ago to like where everybody kind of helped everybody out. Yeah. And so like they had the mentality to where it's, it was better for me to be generous if I had a little extra beans to give to Frank mm-hmm. because Frank might have a little extra eggs when I might need them. Right. And so like they yep. understood that. Um, And I feel like part of what like for me, I've always... I, what led me to be generous is I don't remember a time in my life when I wasn't generous. Like for me, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I don't know why that was, you know, I know that there was time before I was a Christian. So I, I know that it doesn't necessarily have to do with faith. So I think it might have to do with wiring a little bit. That's why I said that. Right. Because I always remember even being an only child, I was not, ever really a selfish person I wanted mm. to share right. because I felt that better better together like I always wanted belonging and community mm. and so like if I had a dollar I and my friends if I had a dollar and my friends that we were all gonna get penny candy right like so that's I just from a young boy I just remember that and my I remember my dad and mom well once again encouraging that obviously they they, they encourage that they sure. celebrate that even, even to some point they would even say Brandon your friends use you so to the other, the other point right. so like I, I've been on the other side like hey don't be used maybe they're, maybe they're taking advantage but I was like you know what it doesn't matter right. I'm enjoying it if we go out like so so it's hard for me to look at it any other way mm-hmm. because I just always looked at it that way um, but I understand that our culture it's like you gotta you gotta care for yours, you gotta protect yours, don't get taken advantage of. You you might not have it. And so, but for me, I've 
I've been able to be generous. And then I've been on the other end of when I could not be because we got in my wife and I got in some really financial hard times right. where I didn't have any resources and there was no generosity. Mm-hmm. And I also realized that sometimes there isn't helping hands. And you're right. There are people who are family, friends and people who walk by. And I remember being like, wow, you take that for granted. And so for me, generosity also is you can never take for granted that you might be on the receiving end of that. Right. Like even as just a selfish, regular humanistic stance, why would I drive past your wife when I would not want someone to drive past mine? Right. Like why would I not want to give that man a hot meal when I may need a hot meal? Hmm. And I feel like that's kind of what Jesus even said. Like you, you when, when I was thirsty, you didn't give him a drink. Right. When I'm hungry, he went to basic, basic things. Like this is basic things. And they were like, well, Jesus, when would you do it? Like, well, we would never do it to you. Yeah, I'm Jesus. Right. Like, yeah, you would never do it to me because I'm me. Right. But you did it when you did it to the people who you don't, who you didn't see. Right. And generosity makes you see people you don't see. And that's the thing is that we live in a culture that's so me-centric, that's so I, I need to get mine. I got to get ahead. And it's all about how I can pad my books that it starts to, we're getting ready to get into this. It starts to blind us. Right. And I feel that the more generous you are, you do see things like that. Like, like those guys that left there, they're all good people that were at your wife's funeral sure. today. Like oh, yeah. now your wife, your wife's family's funeral. Absolutely. And so, but, but they walked out, they had to get somewhere. Right. Yeah. They had to get to the graveside. They had to get to the next thing. And they, they couldn't even see the the physical need of what was right there. Right. And then they missed it. And I think we miss it a lot of times as well because we just don't live generous lives and we don't we don't we don't fan that flame. Like like I said, just like I was day after Christmas, I'm out returning things. I have a horrible experience, you know, and my all my family's there and we're hungry. We 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 um we got up and we decided that we we didn't we had like a small little lunch. Mm-hmm. And so we, we prolonged dinner because we wanted to go out and enjoy, enjoy a meal. Right. And so by the time we had done a little shopping and gotten there, we were all very hungry. You know yeah. what that's like. Oh, like yeah. We were ready to go. Yeah. And it was terrible. It was, it was a poor management. It was not well communicated. I mean, there were people who were waiting. Listen to me. There were people who had been sitting down and had placed their food order and they had been waiting for an hour to get their food. Mm. After you had a 45 minute wait. Right. I too. mean, so there was multiple people. Yeah. And... And I remember we ended up just getting drinks and leaving. And I remember I still gave her like a a really good tip. It was mm-hmm. probably 50%. Right. You know, I think I think the bill was like $30. And I gave her 15 Whatever. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. But the fact of the matter is my, 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 my wife knew that was going to happen because I have a pattern of doing that. Right. And so now it was like, because the boys were like, man, I'm going to give her nothing. <laughs> so a couple of my boys were like, man, this isn't even dine and dash. And I think we'll be allowed to just get up and walk out and not pay for the, pay for the Sprite. I mean, they just... We're feeling like you said, I have the right to complain. Yeah. I have the right to not to do that. And so I feel like there's an opportunity, but I'm like, no, I want to teach them to see the opportunity to be generous. Like that woman, that waitress, that waiter, there's there's some things out of their control. Like your wife, that situation out of their control. Right. There's a lot of people whose situations out of their control that that yes, they might have made some decisions or made some things, but where they're at now is out of their control. Mm. And I feel like sometimes we as you when I talk about it, we withheld we withhold generosity because we don't feel that maybe you have done and checked the right boxes. And so like you have to admit this quota for me to be generous. And yeah. I also think that we that blinds us too. There's there's a lot of reasons why for some reason those two teenagers stopped and others didn't. And there's so many reasons why we don't stop on a daily basis as well. And I think it's just a profound thought that man, it'd be a big difference in your life, in our world, right. our communities. 
if we were just more generous with our time, our talents, our roots, everything. That I mean, it's huge. Like Logan said, make generosity a next step in your in your life in twenty twenty three. You have a radically different year. Yeah, I think that um, like when when those guys drove up right after I got there, I, I immediately thought, man, I don't have any cash to pay these guys. One hundred percent. I immediately thought that. And my wife had already gotten out of the vehicle and walked back across to the pay parking lot because I didn't want her standing in the mud, you know. Um, and so, and my daughter was with her. And so I was like, hmm, I was thinking the whole time. I don't how have about any, how I, long? Yeah. You know, I was I like, I, I can write him a check, you yeah. know. But the, but the reason I don't have any cash is because I was at the drive-thru <laughs> on, on Sunday. And my wife and this. I were waiting in line. And it was a long line at Bojangles. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I noticed this guy came across the parking lot and he went to a car that was about four car, four or five cars in front of us. And uh, they had their window down and uh, he asked, obviously was asking for money. Mm-hmm. Um, they handed him something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he came to like the next couple cars and then he skipped the car in front of me and looked like he was going to skip me. Cause I still have my window up at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. Cause I'd already ordered. Um, and I, I rolled my window cause I had $5 bill. That's all our cash I had on me, my wife and I. And so I, I rolled down the window and I handed the money. I, I said, "Hey man, I, t- I stopped him man. I handed him the money." So um, he said, "He said, man, it's such a blessing." He said, "It's just been a really, really bad day," mm-hmm. and like he just walked off. And hmm. so I was just thinking, I don't really know what a bad day is to him, but it's probably worse than anything I could imagine. You know, <laughs> right? You know, and I'm thinking, okay, yeah. well, God, you gave me that five dollars. Yes. I wish I had more yes. to give him. But because I had given that, I didn't have anything to pay these guys. Yes. But then they didn't want anything. Like they weren't looking for any money. They and my wife uh, tried to write him a check, pay him some money. They were like, "No, we we're good. We just we just want to help. We're just like grateful we can help." And I think sometimes that's what that's true. True generosity is I'm doing something because I don't expect anything out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm just identifying the need and I'm making some kind of sacrifice to meet that need. Mm-hmm. And I think that if if we as people who claim Jesus like we we've been given the greatest generosity that's ever been exhibited mm-hmm. you know the cross is the most generous act that a human's ever done mm-hmm. and so it gives us an eternal perspective that should make all the the time and the money that we hoard here on this earth meaningless to us mm-hmm. really the grand scheme of eternity mm-hmm. and so how much of a reflection of the gospel is it when we just give because because we have, mm-hmm. not because we want anything, not because there's any extra motivation, not because there's something we might get out of it, but simply give out of love and out of identifying somebody's need. That's the greatest reflection of the gospel I could ever imagine. And the thing about it is, is that I love that you said you got to leave margin. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't, we don't have, we don't have margin, right? Yeah. But we really do. If you go back and look at what's important, because yeah. what, because the reason why I say that is that the model that I've always said to my boys is that if you got it to spend, you got it to give. And what I mean by that is like if you if you if you got if you have twenty bucks, and you're about to go to the arcade, mm. or you got seventy five dollars to go buy the new Call of Duty, or you're about to go buy a new pair of shoes. Yeah. That's that that should be money that's already gifted for something that you probably already have enough of. Because let's be honest with most of us. Down to one pair of shoes, right? And you know, most of our kids have more than one. You know what I'm saying? They 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 have something, right? So if you're out there for that, it's something you probably would like to have. Yeah, but it's not a it's not a need. It's it's a want. It's a it's a it's a little trivial thing. Yeah. And so if I'm ever out doing something like that, man, and I see a family that's something like that, like I have a really hard time 
justifying I'm about to go spend this crazy amount of money on this overpriced shoe. Yeah. Instead of going in and drop that. And so for me, I try, I try, I'm bad at it, but I, I try to keep a few dollars, like a five or 10 or 20 bucks mm. in my pocket yep. just if I'm there. And I say for somebody like yourself, do that. That's mm. the way you can start. Just, yeah. just put a, like, cause we live in a very card heavy world. Like a lot of us, none of my friends, my, Paul, Ezekiel, my youngest will be 17 tomorrow. He gets birthday money, mm-hmm. cash, and he gets mad. He's like, what am I going to do with this? Like, he he literally won't take cash from me because, you know, he buys everything online and right. everything's he like, like digital. He, he yeah. is so upset. Literally, he is just like, I don't want, I don't want it. Right. And so I, I get how digital and virtual we are. Right. So a good practice is, man, have, have, have some cash. You know, I know some people out there before who who have just had some lunches, like mm. they've had some some gift cards or they've had some canned goods. Or I mean, I, I know we're talking about just one area, but I yeah. know that sometimes we see that a lot. Mm. That's a that's a good b- barometer to start just training your mind and being aware. Um, be be willing to give up your time. Be willing to be inconvenienced. There's been many a times that something has come up that that's, that stopped me. That was such a huge blessing, man. And when I went down, uh, you know, when I went down to get my concealed carry permit, right? Mm-hmm. I had to go down to the courthouse and I went down there and you know, downtown Raleigh is a mess. You got to park in where oh, the courthouse man, is yeah. and you got to go down in the office hour. So I had to sit there and finagle parking and it's frustrating. I had to go in there and you got to make this appointment. And as I'm going in there, I passed this guy who's, you know, looking disheveled. Right. I walk in, take care of my business, and I come back out, man, and he's trying to get where he needs to go. Mm-hmm. And he's honest with me. He's like, I just got out of jail, and I'm trying to get back home. Mm-hmm. And he needed the bus fare. And I happened to have cash, and I gave it to him. And as I'm walking off, he said, man, would you mind praying for me, too? Mm-hmm. And that, that was such a blessing because he wanted something more also. Right. And so that that just, like, man, that, that was a God moment. Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is, like, I already noticed him when I went in, mm-hmm. and I already was kind of aware. And what I'm saying is, it, as you practice intentionality in saying I'm going to put this 20 bucks in my wallet you'll probably just be more aware about generosity hmm. like that's just kind of how things are like I'm not saying you might not give that $20 away to somebody but you you might you might get that $20 as a tip yeah. you might get that $20 at a barbershop you might drop that $20 in a, in a toy driver like it's just going to be there hmm. and it's going to be a reminder and I think that's a good first step is that for us to grow in our generosity put ourselves in positions where we can remind ourselves to lean into that thanks again for checking out this week's episode of at the table with paul and brandon be sure that you like and subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode we'll see you then